welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Mike, every week on the show, we aim to disrupt the way entrepreneurs and real estate agents think about their business. And this week, I want to disrupt the way you think about the pandemic and 2020. And so most people think about 2020 as the year they want to forget, the year that they couldn't wait to be over, the one where the months seemed like a year or a decade, and all of the um, awful things that people thought about and memed about this year. But there were things that went well. What went well for you this year? The biggest thing is in 2019, I lacked clarity. I was... I was unorganized. I was uh, um, anxious. And so what I did was I prayed for clarity. Okay. And so I prayed for clarity. And as you pray for clarity, as you know, in my business, as you know, your business and your personal, um, there is no distinction, right? There's no distinction. So, so as I prayed for clarity, I started looking at my business, getting clarity around, um, you know, what it is that I do. And so this, this year I got saved. And so what that did, this isn't, you know, political or, you know, about religion, but what it did is it allowed a shift in my, in my mindset. And so I started looking at things differently. And the primarily the biggest thing that I started looking at is I, I felt like climate change was hell. And so when I started thinking that and thinking about it, I started thinking, wouldn't it be crazy if people were walking around heaven and they were depressed and they were anxious and they were like grimy doing bad things? Wouldn't that be crazy? And so as COVID hit, I spent a lot of time on my back deck and I was working and I noticed for the first, I've lived in this house for nine years, and I noticed for the very first time when the corn gets right before harvest, it gets dry, and the breeze hits it, it sounds just like the ocean. And so I closed my eyes, and I was thinking, man, this is what heaven must be like. And so if I believe that climate change is hell, and I believe that this is my, must be what heaven was like, we must be in heaven. So if you start living your life like you're in heaven, that impacts your cha- your decisions that you make. You're emboldened. So in 2020, I got that clarity. If I'm in heaven, I need to start living like it. Anything I say <laughs> will will not be uh, remotely as profound. Um, uh, fantastic imagery, and um, and I'm trying to paraphrase and make sure I understood what you said. So um, I think in order to make sure I have the right context, some of this is it's a choice. It is a personal decision as to whether or not you choose to see the world as hell, or you choose to yeah. live. The, your day as as happened i'm not stressed out anymore i'm not going to live being unhappy i'm not going to live being stressed out and so that's what 2020 taught me like i'm not doing that anymore yeah yeah i wish i could tell you that i was um 
uh, mastering that part of it. Um, <laughs> I will, I will not pretend that I have, uh, certainly mastered that concept. I, I, uh, I understand cognitively yeah. uh, what you're saying. Um, that was one of those like, um, Kanye West rants where you're like, <laughs> um, the imagery is strong and yeah. there's a part of you that's like, I, I've never closed my eyes and listened to the corn and had that realization. And yet I 100% imagine that to be true. It's and, crazy. and I've not thought of it from that imagery perspective. So I, um, am really just trying to, um, contextualize all of that. Um, I think that the takeaway from that though, is, is that, that happiness is a choice. Yeah. So if you, if you choose, this is the thing we are, if what we're doing right now is what, like the one thing that I have is I have time. So the people that were rapping in high school at 18 on Facebook, they're still rapping. So like the same, the, the nerds are now running businesses, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So like if, I was in heaven, I would be doing the same thing that I would be doing. So yeah. if you look at this, you, if you live that way, that's what changed. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I think then you're, you're living then by serving. You're living saying that you've surrendered control of the environment and the outcome and that you've made peace as a conscious decision yeah. that you will make peace with whatever comes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you surrender <clears throat> trying or that you give up um, exerting your will over the outcome. So it doesn't mean that, hey, I, I don't get out of bed and go to work because yeah. I'm in heaven. It means that um, how I tackle my, my work changes who told us we had to die to go to heaven so like would it really be crazy yeah if you were living and then you go find out yo you was just in heaven yeah yeah or the opposite right that you've been living in hell right because it's living your mind it's, right you're living the conscious you're living the conscious decision to live a hell on earth yeah yeah, that's the that's a, that certainly is a very uh, profound spiritual debate. <laughs> Sorry, that, that wasn't like a real no, estate no, no. entrepreneurial <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no. well, well, I think it, uh, there's value in but it. it meshes. My, yeah, there's value in it because because as as an entrepreneur, if we got tactical with it, we would say that you you don't control the outcome. No, you only control the actions that you take that are controllable. Right. But there will be forces outside of you that you have no control over. Um, the, and, and that means that at times you, you have to surrender control of the outcome or of the result that you're seeking and how attached you are to that. Right. As an entrepreneur, your, your life is nothing but problems. Yeah. And by that, I mean, it's nothing but things that don't go the way you want them to go in order to exert full control towards your outcome. Right. Yeah. It's it. And, the time that you're here, if it's short and you're in heaven for a short amount, of, if you're here, you, you need to maximize that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I will actually give you the inverse that, um, in that, um, it's actually something I think I struggled with more than, yeah, than normal. It's like I'm the angel and you're yeah. like the devil on the it, shoulder. It, it's, something that, <laughs> it's something I've admittedly struggled with more this year oh, than yeah. probably in the past. And that's because what I realized, though, is, is that, I was, that I've uh, built myself or in the doing, I've built a, a product of habits and environment. Yeah. And um, my ability to exert 
control over my habits and my environment, 2020 was a challenging year for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when your habits are, Hey, wake up and do this or go through this, um, routine or do, do certain things on a regular and routine basis in order to get a result or an outcome that, that you enjoy, 2020 was a challenging year. If yeah. you derive joy from, um, operating your restaurant. Yeah. Not a good year. Yeah. But you took it next level though. But it, that, yeah, it let me focus. Like yeah. by me taking out of the system, I realized, I realized how important routine and systems and models were. Yeah. Because when you're in that hamster wheel, you're just doing what you can do. Yeah. And so when you have to step out, you realize, okay, this is where my pain is. I'm sitting in this pain. What system or model, how can I automate that? Or how can I fix that? Absolutely. Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt this podcast. This place, this DR Horton model we're in is sweet. If you haven't experienced DR Horton recently, they're brand new to Indianapolis, but they are America's largest builder. You have to check them out. DR Horton, America's largest builder. What would you do differently if you had it to do over again? Uh, what would I do differently? Um, I would realize that, um, what would I do differently? Oh, that's a, um, less is more. Yeah. Like we talked about in the last show about me, you know, delegating to like an assistant. I would realize that I needed to really focus on my 20% and live in that. And uh, I think it took me a long time to really realize that. And now I'm really hitting my stride with it. I'm really figuring it out. Yeah. And Mike, I'm going to challenge you that says that 20% is too much at times. And, I, and that um, oftentimes like 1% or 2% can be the, the real level of simplicity and focus. Um, one of the things I try to ask myself is, is you know, <clears throat> um, it, with – within the Keller Williams organization, Gary Keller is like, um, second at the right hand of God and Steve jobs. Yeah. And so, um, I always kind of pose the question to myself of, could I delegate this to Gary Keller? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, could you, then I know that someone else can do it yeah. now. It's then the, it's then a matter of, am I going to take the action to delegate it to someone or will I take the action to get in business with someone that I could hand it off to and execute at a high, high level? Um, and so that's part of that simplification um, process is knowing that like one, two percent yeah. of your 80, 20 principle sometimes yeah. is what you should do. Yeah. You know what? Thank you for that. Because that's what this podcast, I'll go back and I'll listen to it and I'll pick up things. And that's something that I never really like Gary Keller. I'm sure his 20% is like really like a point, <laughs> point, point of a percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's super ultra focused. Yeah. Versus like where I'm aspiring, like I'm aspiring to get to that 20 Okay, once I get to 20, now my job is to get to 19 and then 18 all the way down to, to yeah. 1. Yeah, and, and, and there are people who have to sometimes make peace with that, right? They're internally, you have to wrestle mm -hmm. with, are you working um, or are you like, man, it must be. I'll, I'll share some stories about things that um, I've heard secondhand that get delegate, that Gary delegates. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes the reaction is like, oh my gosh, it must be nice to have a lot of money and to be able to delegate that. 
And yet the, the right mindset, in yeah. my opinion, is, is that it should be, wow, that's amazing that there is someone who can do that so that he can do his unique ability. We got it all backwards. That's right. Our mindset is all messed up. That's right. And that's because we're all, we're all, um, we all have a unique ability. Yeah. And when we operate outside of our unique ability, it oftentimes <clears throat> just complicates things. Yeah. And, and it doesn't help if Gary was walking his dog, for instance, which is a task that gets delegated. <laughs> if Gary was walking his dog, would it be the best thing for the company? Uh, no, he's a dog walker. Right? Yeah. And so it only makes sense that yeah. he would do his unique ability. Yeah. While he can walk a dog, yeah. um, it is not he is not Caesar Milan. Yeah. And right. so it would not be the best use of of company resources when you think about Gary as a business. And right. so that's the framework, the the lens that I try to ask myself that question. You know, Mike, the one thing that I would do differently that I severely I, I think underestimated was um the impact of remote work on people. Yeah. The stability of communication and community amongst people during a pandemic when when they cling for their social environment and, yeah. and their um their sense of community. I'm amazed at how resilient we are. Yeah. Like I'm amazed like if you would have told me that we've gone through like what we had gone through George Floyd, Australia, like everything that we went through. Oh, and by the way, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, I would say, and now we're sitting here at doing, you know, doing a podcast, I would say you were crazy. Yeah. And so what this does is just, it's given me clarity around, okay, like what it is that, that how, how much power, how much we can do and what we can overcome. Yeah. It. um, it is interesting though. I think that there are these like foundational building blocks that, that I didn't give enough credit to yeah. about how people overcome though is because if we, if we, yes, humans are the ultimate adaptation machine, right? We know that, um, we have all figured out a way to adapt and overcome. Unfortunately though, um, it's come at a cost and that high cost has been, um, emotional, um, and mental issues. It has been, um, suicide rates that in Japan last month alone, the suicide rates for October were more than the entire annual COVID deaths in Japan. Yeah. And so it has not been without, um, a lot of challenges for the, the greater, um, human race. And I think that's because I made the mistake and others have made the mistake around not actually putting enough emphasis on what biologically people need. And yeah. one of those is social interaction and social touch. I, for one, know that if I had it to do differently, probably wouldn't have gone as extreme on the remote work um, yeah. scope that it, we did right away. Yeah, we. I was reading. I always talk about reading the book. I was reading a book. I can't remember who said this, but it was really pr profound. And he said... Um, I wish I hadn't said no knew the person's name so I give him credit. But he said that the one regret that he has is he would have spent less time or he would have spent less time with or he would have spent more time with less people. Yeah. And so like that's what gives us gives me clarity around that. I would focus on okay, who's on my team and uh just get really good relationships with that. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens uh, when we look up five and 10 years from now and see uh, what the impact the of ripples. remote work is going to be the on, ripples. 
on people's um, mental and emotional state, like uh, burnout. We knew yeah. was that a, was that obviously a record high, and how much of that has to do with um, just a lack of a lack of community, a lack of social interaction and and social trust. And so that's one of the things that I would do differently. Is um, I still I think we made the the best long term decision to downsize our yeah. physical footprint as yeah. as a brokerage. However, um, we would have done a a better job of engaging socially to weave that small group connection together. Yeah. Well, you have to think around when you're a CEO or entrepreneur, you have to think around corners. So like yeah. nobody saw this corner that we had to kind of look around. No, remember I mean, when we made this decision to, to downsize, it was in, it was in April essentially and April, May. And we were quote unquote going to go back to work soon. Yeah. And we have been in this like limbo phase now for the last nine months effectively. And, and so you make decisions in the moment based on what you believe the future will look like. And I think it was the right long-term decision, but severely underestimated the need for human connection. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you fix that? Like, I I mean, the biggest thing is I focus on it. Like I think about it all the time, but what is a way to, how do you fix it? Yeah, actually, that's a um, that's a great question. So one of the things that um, that I was actually going to um, to have uh, you work on in the next couple of weeks was something um, uh, the concept of Cotter's eight steps, the concept of effective change management. Okay. And so there is actually a change management philosophy when it comes to restructuring a business organization. And when we look at the eight steps of change management, uh, I think I effectively failed at all eight of them. And so, um, so I was going to enlist uh, your help and, um, and others in effectively implementing um, change management for what still I believe is a, is a long-term strategy of a um, digitally based business with physical enhancement. Absolutely. Yeah. The challenge becomes is wrestling the bridge now between when when we have operated as physically based with digital enhancements and then quickly in a pandemic shifting to digitally based and physically enhanced. Yeah, that's that abrupt stop is is pretty aggressive for a lot of people we're literally in the middle of the horse and buggy car that's right and it was and it was overnight and for some people that change was too abrupt for me it didn't matter i understood that we were going from horse and buggy to car yeah and so i i was okay i made peace with the change yeah not everyone has been able to do that people are dragging they think that things are going back to normal that's right and so (laughs) i i miserably implemented change management and so yeah. that is one thing that i would do differently is figure out a better transition between digital and physical let's go and then mike what would you what would you implement um more of that you've done that worked well implement more of that works well i wish i would have gotten organized sooner okay i just i mean what that's the you one to get organized? thing um man this is a really hard like Doing being a real estate agent is really hard. Yeah. And so it's so it was hard. Like it was so hard. I was like, you know what? I'm successful. I'm this, I'm that. But this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I can go do that and it's not hard and be successful. And so if I was gonna keep doing it, I had to like make it less hard. Okay. And, and so that I can enjoy it. So in 2019, it just, I was, or 2020, I've just been really like 
I've been, I was in pain and I've just been sitting in that pain. And so that's the biggest thing. Like I would, um, that I realized that I was doing was I wasn't organized. You know, one of the, one of the amazing things about being an entrepreneur is, is that it's usually truly is like pain management. It totally is. Right. It is both operating in pain, but most of the time what you're really trying to do is solve a pain. Yes. And so what I heard you say was, is that you were working and existing as an organization, um, in moments of internal pain or in life pain, not moments, <laughs> it was painful for three years, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so you have a choice to make Yeah. in the, in the, 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 the disease of entrepreneurship is when you are, when you are committed to doing it your way and, and being, um, being a successful entrepreneur, you have a choice then that says, I'm either going to operate in this spectrum of pain forever. Couldn't do it. I'm either going to quit or I'm going to figure out how to do it better. Dude, there's people running countries. Yeah. If there's people running countries, I can run a real estate team. It's just yeah. a matter of figuring it out. So what do you, so this is a, that's a profound concept by the way, um, is, is that I that right there? Yeah. Now, what I, the, there's a distinction though, which is don't compare yourself to someone who's running a country because that can nah. be defeating. Right? I, no, I know. But, but tell me more about that. What made you have that realization, and then what are your steps afterwards? I can't. I can't, I'm not. <laughs> okay. If if Donald Trump can run the country, okay, I can run a real estate team. Okay, I think that's fair. See what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So like that, I mean, I just had that moment. Yeah. Like, so I'm not necessarily saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying that if he can do that, I can do this. Yeah. So you ask yourself a question then, or the question at least I, I like to ask myself then is what, is what does he know that I don't know? Well, not necessarily him. Okay. I want to know someone in my field. Sure. So what I did was I just transferred, okay, because I could see similarities in running the country yeah. with running a business. Mm -hmm. So by me being able to see that distinction, the CEO of the country is Donald Trump. Yeah. I'm the CEO of Thrive, you know, of Thrive Real Estate. Yeah. So what happens is by me seeing that he's the CEO of something, then I say, okay, Eric Forney is also the CEO of Forney Group. Yeah. So then guess what? If Eric Forney can do it, it's it's algebra. What yeah. is it? You know, or geometry. Yeah. You were A is equal to C is yeah. equal to B. That's kind of what I did in my mind. If okay. That makes sense. Absolutely. I think it's the right approach. Is you look at it and go, what do they know that I don't know? What do they do that I don't do? Um, it's either a set of uh, habits, skills, or, or knowledge, and then which of them do you need to go acquire? And so duplicating that model over and over and over when studying someone who's successful um, creates a pattern of continuing to compound the effectiveness of your, of your business. So could I say that, that you would implement for 2021 studying more successful people within the uh, arena of business that you're working in? I read copious amounts of books. And that's the reason why I do it. Like, because they, why bang my head? Yeah. Why bang my head? They bang their head. Yeah. So then just let them bang their head and then I'm going to rip off what they do. And that's what I do. That's how I launched my podcast. And that's how I run. I literally left a very lucrative job in new home sales and started a business just ripping people off. 
of their ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and then taking action on them. And then taking, and, that's, and, it's not good enough just yeah. to rip, peop, rip them off. Yeah. You have to then take the next action step. So the biggest action that you'll take next year um, that you, that you gained from 2021. The biggest takeaway is less is more. Yeah. I'm going to start focusing on that 20% and getting that 20% down. Yeah. So then I can then do more. Absolutely. Do, doing more by doing less or addition by subtraction. You guys are going to get tired of seeing me. Yeah. Because when I figure it out, I'm going to just multiply it. <laughs> <laughs> For me, Mike, it's it's similar to that. And it's the... the um, the life and business are actually simple. We make them more complex. And, and so the things that, uh, the things I think that I learned this year that were profound were the need for, um, human connection and human touch. Um, and then a need for having the right habits and disciplines by, by creating your environment when you can't control your environment. And so when we think about it from a business perspective, we know that foundationally, um, whether we want to believe that we are different and special, we're all made up of the same atomic matter. And so we all need nature and sunlight. We all need social connection. We all need exercise. We need uh, a healthy diet and we need to limit the amount of stress and cortisol that we have. And when we take those um, items in priority as our first priority, we're then able to show up for our business and for our life in a much better way. And so, um, for me, I probably exhausted my, my energy on trying to grind for an outcome or for control when I probably should have actually pulled back and simplified. I'm controlling my, um, energy management. Yeah. That is leadership. It is energy management for uh, an organization of humans. 